This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. Francis gave an address to a media conference that on the surface sounds pretty good, but is filled with his usual vapid, culturally Christian, but otherwise inoffensive talk about playing nice with the world and has led to some commentators to really ask the question, is the church the light of revelation or is the world the light of revelation for the church? It's an honest question, no one that no one likes to really think about too hard because the answer is not one we'd really want to know the question to. But we'll go there today because Francis' statement is the latest in a long line of statements that aren't really a break from the teaching of the church, but rather the latest in a long line of statements where he says nothing of note or real meaning. If the Pope of the world, if that is what he is, if the Pope is supposed to go out and challenge the world to see Christ and to be the light of Christ, perhaps the world should be challenged on its core assumptions and, and on the values that it professes, especially where they conflict with the church. When he's not embracing the secular, Francis seems to be just embracing or speaking pure vapid nonsense. All while, as again, one commentator notes, Francis is getting ready to scrap Humanae Vitae. I am not the only one telling you this, it's just mostly European media, and that's weird. But let's actually start with something most people will see as being good news out of the Vatican. Do you remember those scandals involving the Vatican investing Peter's Pence dollars into things like luxury condos in London and that Elton John movie Rocket Man? Francis has issued new guidelines that are supposed to put a stop to that in the future. Headline from Catholic World Report. New policy says Vatican investments cannot contradict Catholic teaching. I don't know what quote-unquote Catholic teaching means in relation to apostate Rome where a pack of mamas are venerated and the apostolic mass is suppressed, but this is probably good news. Rome doesn't want Rome to cause scandal with the laity's money that has been given to Rome with the intention of helping the poor. Why they're investing this money is something I still don't understand, but at least it's something. There are areas, according to this article, that the Vatican doesn't want its money invested in, and you can guess what they are. YouTube won't let me be explicit about it, but they are areas that will just say no Catholic would either want to invest in or would at least be extremely uncomfortable investing in. From the article, quote, a Vatican policy published Tuesday says that the Holy See's financial investments cannot contradict Catholic teaching. Policy stipulates that Vatican investments should be, quote, aligned with the teachings of the Catholic Church, with specific exclusions for financial investments which contradict its fundamental principles such as the sanctity of life or the dignity of the human being or the common good. The guidelines also say that investments of the Holy See and related entities should aim to contribute to a more just and sustainable world and to generate sufficient return in a sustainable way. The policy which continues Pope Francis's reform of Vatican finances goes into effect September 1st. Investments will be made through APSA, the Holy See's treasury and sovereign wealth manager and overseen by an ethics committee of four 
financial professionals headed by Cardinal Kevin Farrell, end quote. Cardinal Kevin Farrell is the American prelate who was shocked when he learned that his former roommate, Ted McCarrick, was an actual monster and was shocked about the things that he was engaged in that a roommate of his would have certainly at least suspected at. But if he's responsible for this reform, then I guess credit where it's due. Quote, investments, the policy says, should be evaluated to ensure that they comply with the principles of the Catholic Church's social doctrine on human dignity, the common good, including the universal destination of goods, subsidiarity, and solidarity. The guidelines also exclude investments designed to be speculative or of a speculative strategy, quote, unless necessary for the efficiency of investment transactions or to hedge risk. The decision to invest in one place rather than another is always a moral and cultural choice, the policy says. Investments will be approved through an oversight committee, which was formed last month after nearly two years in the making, end quote. It's a good start, but at the end of the day, I'm not sure why the Vatican is investing anything into secular markets to begin with. Maybe I'm wrong. Let me know in the comments if you disagree with my hesitancy on the idea of the Vatican engaging in investments within like the New York Stock Exchange or the London Stock Exchange or wherever else they're doing this. I'm not against, against investments for regular people, but the church doing it strikes me as a bit weird. But let's move on. Francis has been speaking a lot lately about evil things said by the media. No, not by the secular media. He's implying that it's Catholic commentators and a Catholic outlet who disagrees with them. That's reassuring. It's always reassuring when the Paca Papa starts talking about wanting to control the voices of those who criticize him. And he's not doing it by saying explicitly, let's control Catholic voices. He's doing it by talking about needing to be more peaceful and spreading niceness through the world. Headline from asianews.it. Pope tells Catholic communicators to develop a critical sense against those who pollute the media. Francis sends a message to Cygnus Association, set to hold a Congress in Seoul next month. In it, the pontiff urges participants to help young people sift the truth from falsehoods and include communities that are currently on the margins of the digital world. Ah, yes, polluting the digital media, and he's not talking about the kinds of impurity you find on the internet that are Sixth and Ninth Amendment, or rather Sixth and Ninth Commandment violations either. From the article, quote, In a statement published by the Vatican Press Office, the pontiff notes the serious ethical questions raised by digital, above all social media, and the need for proper discernment by communicators. He also welcomes the choice of Seoul as the venue for the meeting. Nevertheless, he also points out how the use of digital media, especially social media, has raised a number of serious ethical issues that call for wise and discerning judgment on the part of communicators and all those who are concerned with the authenticity and quality of human relationships. Sometimes and in some places, media sites have become places of, uh, we'll just say, anger and naughty speech and news that's not real. For Pope Francis, the fight against disinformation must be one of the tasks of Catholic communicators. To this end, he urges them to assist people, especially young people, to develop a sound critical sense, learning to distinguish the truth from falsehood, right from wrong, good from evil, to appreciate the importance of working for justice, social concord, and respect for our common home. I would also encourage you to consider the many communities in our world that remain excluded from the digital space, making digital inclusion a priority of your organizational planning. In doing so, you will be making a significant contribution to the spread of a culture of peace grounded in the truth of the gospel. End lengthy quote. He even finished the address by promoting his silly synod on synodality, that fake meeting of the church on a global scale with a predetermined outcome to secularize the church even more than it's already been secularized which may result in the full realization of the ape of the Church of Catholic Prophecy, 
that universal church of man that Pope St. Pius X warned us about more than a century ago. But rest assured, Francis, many of us, myself included, are working to promote peace and justice and the truth. Just know that, Francis, that's what we're doing. You just don't like what we might have to say on the matter. Francis's words in the media sound nice on the surface if you don't really think about them too hard, and to a degree they are, but in substance they mean precisely what? Absolutely nothing. It's vapid, friendly-sounding things the secular elites can smile and nod at. Stefano Montana, writing at New Daily Compass, points out the painful truth, too painful for many Catholics to accept, that there is not one issue important to the world that the Church stands in active opposition to. Not one. Do you need proof? Francis welcomed Lady Moloch to the Vatican and allowed her to receive Holy Communion after her bishop did his job and banned her from receiving the Eucharist until she publicly repented of her support, the Moloch ritual. And if you don't think he welcomed her, he had a picture taken with her. And then he later came out and said it was not a good idea for bishops to exclude Catholic public figures from receiving the Eucharist. He welcomed her. Mr. Stefano writes this painful truth and frames it in the vapidity of statements like those Francis made about the media. Quote, Every day, Francis gives an interview to some newspaper, chats about current events, what history tells us. He does not judge except in the light of some opinion. This, too, linked to what is in the news. He does not judge in the light of a doctrine removed from the news. He takes note of what happens. He asks questions. He throws a few stones into the pond, counting on the press to produce some new ripples. Cardinal Martini's expression, Cardinal Martini was the leader of the St. Gallen group before Francis, he was supposed to be Pope after John Paul II if he had passed in the 90s, but that never came to pass, for some context. Cardinal Martini's expression, which has become Francis's agenda, suggests that it is the world in its history that says what is true, and that the church must hasten to follow. It is the news, current events, which history tells us, that is the new revelation. One of the themes of the church's delay was, for the cardinal, the morality of the flesh. And indeed, the Church of Francis is racing to make up lost ground. Pontifical Academy of Social Sciences. <laughs> sorry, I can't laugh without, I can't say that without laughing at the idea of a Pontifical Academy of Social Sciences. I'm sorry. The Pontifical Academy of Social Sciences is opening up to chemical barriers to being fruitful and following God's great command to multiply. And homologous fertilization and some agencies are predicting a forthcoming encyclical by the Pope on the subject. Francis will certainly change the traditional teaching on the subject. No point in kidding ourselves. And the reason will be only one. What is in the news, current events, what history tells us is different and we must take note. Morning prayers are the press review. Since today very few put into practice the teachings of Humanae Vitae and apparently even Catholic couples use these illicit banned methods, then the church must change its teaching. It is effectivity that dictates the law, end quote. Precisely right. He perfectly described how Francis addresses issues of conflict between the church and the world. He always sides with the world. When Catholics fail to live up to the standards set by the church, he changes them to fit to the world. It's precisely right. As he says, the way the world goes must be the way the church goes. It's the inversion, the diabolical inversion of the traditional understanding summed up in the familiar phrase, as the church goes, so goes the world. This maxim, this classic maxim, helps make sense of the state of the world today. The world won't get any better until the church gets its house in order. I pass on Father Ripperger's message on that topic on Wednesday, and it makes sense. The crowd in Rome are doing just the opposite, trying to save the world by making the church more like the world. And instead of writing the course of the church, Francis wants Catholic media to play nice. Vapidity upon vapidity. 
It's enough to make any sensible Catholic sick when they think about it. But again, I might be wrong. I have been before. You might disagree with my assessment that Francis is giving vapid statements to Catholic media. So let me know what you think about this in the comments, please. All sources are on my sources website at returntotradition.org in the post of the same title as this podcast episode. I'd post them here, but our hosts don't like you putting up things that have competing ads on them and things like vaticannews.va and asianews.it have ads on their website. So my sources site does not have ads on them. But let me know what you thought about this in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't, it really does help. Share this on social media if you can, that helps a lot. And as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.